Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond, Virginia. It's 12 noon, and I'm A-Wide here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, here we go. The week you've been waiting for, the week I've been prepping for for 10 years now since I started my first job in radio. It is the Bud Light Big Game Week live from Radio Row here in Las Vegas, ahead of the big game, five live shows, a bunch of guests. We'll be talking NFL, some gambling mixed in, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Though we are in Vegas, which means for me it is 9 a.m., and Michael Phillips and I had a bit of a night last night out gambling. So let's set the scene here. We're broadcasting live from Radio Row here at Vegas, and uh, Table 74 is where you can find us here. And uh, Like Michael was talking about throughout his show, this place is starting to to wake up this building is starting to get filled here uh you know just kind of setting the scene my favorite thing about it is you have all the tv networks around the outside radio stations across the country on the inside here you know soren petro from the chiefs who we've had on the show before he'll be in here today i'm sure there's going to be 49ers reporters uh vegas the raiders are doing their live radio network broadcast here as well so it's just there's a lot going on here it's going to be a ton of fun tonight is media night Uh, we will be able to speak with several players from the 49ers and the Chiefs of course I've already been telling my friends I will wait in the line up to three hours to get one question in to Travis Kelsey. I just want to be able to say that I've interviewed Travis Kelsey. You know I'm not going to do anything stupid to get my credential revoked like asking him about Taylor Swift or any of that but I just want to be able to say that I have spoken with Travis Kelsey here as uh, it's going to be a ton of fun all week long as we get the hype and the excitement here for the big game at the end of the week. I, I am uh, picking the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. It was a conversation that took place last night at the poker tables at the Bellagio, and that's what everyone's wondering. Like, who who are you going to pick to win this game? My initial reaction is, well, I think you have to go with the quarterback who's been here and done that before, and that's Patrick Mahomes. I think you could argue that in terms of playmakers, the 49ers have the Chiefs beat, right? They've got a tight end who's almost as good as Travis Kelsey in George Kittle. He's not at that level, but he, he's certainly no slouch. They've got the best running back in the league in Christian McCaffrey, one of the best wide receivers in the league with Debo Samuel. They've got an excellent defense. Uh, they've got excellent play from the defensive edge rushers there with Bosa. They've got a lot going on with the 49ers, great coach with Kyle Shanahan, but I think it comes down to the quarterback and the coach in this matchup here. I like Patrick Mahomes, and I like Andy Reid over Kyle Shanahan and over Brock Purdy. That's just what I think it's going to come down to. Obviously, this is a rematch from 2020 in which the Chiefs won the Super Bowl 31-20 to with a second-half explosion, a comeback from Patrick Mahomes. And Look, that was a different team. They had Tyreek Hill. The 49ers did not have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the Chiefs feel a lot better about their defense now, and their defense is really what has impressed me this season, Uh, and that's why I think we're going to be in a situation here where their defense will will be able to get stops, and then in comes Patrick Mahomes with the game on the line. Nobody I trust more in the National Football League to lead their team down the field for the game-winning score or put their team in field goal range for Harrison Butker to come in and hit the game winner. Chiefs, defense is strong. They're going to make plays. And then with the offensive side of the ball, you know Patrick Mahomes is going to be ready for the big game. We'll have you covered all week long here for the Bud Light 
big game week, five live shows from Las Vegas. But I did want to start the show by giving my take on the 92nd edition of the Capital City Classic, Richmond at VCU this past Saturday. And that was a rock fight. That was a rock fight, a really defensive game. The first half featured so many defensive stops. It was a fight for each bucket. Both teams failed to execute offensively. I think a lot of that was because the scouting reports, right? We know a lot about the Richmond Spiders and that Princeton offense that Coach Mooney runs because we play them every single year. And the rivalry is heightened since 2011 or 20, excuse me, 2012-13 when VCU and Richmond ended up back in the same conference here with the A-10. So both teams couldn't execute their offense, and then adjustments happened. Halftime score reflected that defense, 20-18, to 18, lowest scoring half for Richmond all season long. But then in the second half, you saw the adjustments, and VCU was able to hit their outside shots. The Rams started the game 0-11 from the three-point line, finished 5-18. of 18. I mean, that's so impressive. Five of seven there in the stretch of the second half. A lot of it was Max Scholga. He won on a personal 11 uh, straight point run that helped VCU pull away to a seven-point lead. They were able to lock down defensively and come away with the win. And Coach Mooney talked about it with us in the postgame press conference. He didn't believe he used his bench enough. And that was a big part of VCU where with Joe Bamisil off the bench, Toby Lawall off the bench, this team is so deep. Mooney's team really relies on Quinn and Jordan King to provide most of the buckets. He talked about Jason Nelson, who's the first player ever to play for both sides of the Capital City Classic. He had an impact on the game defensively, but also offensively. There were a few plays that Jason Nelson dove on the floor, made the hustle play to give the Rams a second chance opportunity. Coach Ryan Odom of the VCU Rams challenged his team after the lack of hustle and rebounding in the loss at St. Bonaventure. We talked about it. 41 missed box outs. Well, this was a different game. The Rams brought the heat defensively, and they rebounded as a team. I personally thought the crowd was a big factor in this game. The stew was sold out for a whiteout. Student section was loud, and the Rams used that energy to come out fired up. And it took a 7-0 lead right at the start, full of intensity. And after the game, Ryan Odom called it the best fans in the nation here at VCU, one of the best rivalries he's ever been a part of as it was Max Shoga and Kwani Kwani combining for 30 points, 15 apiece. And, man, you just can't say enough about Kwani Kwani and how much he's improved since the start of the season, becoming the player that I think all of Ram Nation knew he could be from the film. I mean, this was a guy that was a four-year player at Cal, Cal Berkeley, a double-digit scorer who can hit the three. He can go to the basket. He's got a wingspan that makes him almost a seven-footer, so he knew he could rebound, uh, but it was clutch shooting. And you could see watching that game that Ryan Odom challenged this team to rebound, challenged the team, not just the big men, but the guards to rebound. Kwani grabbed six of them. He was able to tip a few more rebounds out to his teammates there as the Rams dominated on the glass 42-27, to completely out-rebounding Richmond. 15 offensive rebounds, uh, just seven second-chance points dominating on the glass. And Mad Max, Max Scholga, was awesome. And he had it all in his game against Richmond. Dribble drives, step-back three, spot-up shooting, off the dribble fadeaway, layups, finishing with contact, making his free throws at the free-throw line. And then also Zeb Jackson, stepping up as a leader and a captain. Zach Joachim talked about it in the post-game press conference. Three different times Zeb Jackson slapped the floor, and you could tell he was taking his matchup against Jordan King super seriously. He held King to 3 of 9 from the field, just 12 points. This is a guy that's averaging nearly 20 points a game, one of the top scorers in the A-10. And offensively, 
he couldn't do anything against Zeb Jackson, who was just ha had uh, had him all over the place there. He was sticking with him as King ran around screens. You saw at one point King was settling for the outside jumpers. Then he said, no, I'm going to go to the basket, and Zeb stuck with him. Didn't even let him finish around the rim. He had to keep his dribble alive and kick it back out. And then from Zeb, offensively, he hit a very timely three-pointer that started a VCU run, finished the game with seven points, six assists, and five rebounds. That's a complete game from your captain, and VCU doesn't win against Richmond without the guards rebounding. Shout-out to Michael Bell, six rebounds. Joe Bamisil, four rebounds. The guards helped out. Max Shulga had five as well. So you got a good game from Christian Furman and Toby Lawal, but it was the guards helping out in the paint. And really, the most impressive thing to me was the hustle plays, the tip balls, the loose balls. There was one play where Kwani tipped it out, it bounced, and then Jason Nelson came out of nowhere and jumped over, I think it was Jordan King of Richmond, to grab the loose ball, and he got fouled. It was kind of similar to the end of the game against St. Bonaventure where Zeb grabbed the loose ball but didn't get fouled. Um, so the calls went VCU's way. They locked down defensively, really sharp shooting from the free throw line in, in the closing minutes there, and came away with the win against their arch rival, the Richmond Spiders. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. We're broadcasting live from Mandalay Bay here all week long for the Bud Light Big Game Week. It's going to be a ton of fun. Five live shows here from Vegas. A ton of special guests. Michael Phillips coming up next on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM and always available on the go with the free Odyssey app downloaded today. And just search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Broadcasting live from Radio Row here in Vegas for the Bud Light Big Game Week. Now, Michael Phillips joins me, and he is going to make a scene here. Live from Radio Row, MP will attempt yeah. to do 50 push-ups. Why don't you remind our audience why you have to do these push-ups here? Uh, I bet that Ron Rivera would improve the defense after Jack Del Rio was fired. Um, I'll spare you the suspense. It wasn't particularly close, Adam. <laughs> but you had the confidence. I think you were saying... It just couldn't get worse. That was your thought. Right? I th I look. They were thirty second in the league. There are thirty two teams. Uh, it it st it stands to reason to me that you know when something like this happens, maybe you get a maybe you get a little bump. Maybe you finish thirty first or even thirtieth. Um, <laughs> I was very wrong. Very wrong. Fifty push ups wrong. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you can always tweet us throughout the show at AWOD Radio or at nine ten the fan. James tweets me. He's taking the under on my claim of being able to do 35 push-ups. Yes, of course, we're all taking the under. There's Why no, is that? Do you look no, at me, you think I'm a, I'm a fat guy? I'm a slouch? What is this? Are Have you secretly been working on your push-ups? I mean, I've been going to the gym in 2024. Doing push-ups? No, I'm not doing push-ups. I'm, I'm lifting. Have you done 35 push-ups at any point in the last month and a half? No, not in the last month and a half. No chance. No chance. Well, there's no chance you're getting anywhere close to 50 either. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But I could match you push up for push up. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I don't. I disagree there. I disagree there. I think. I think you look at yourself like some guy that can just automatically get in shape, right? Like just you. You work out for two days, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're back in. 
peak shape. I look at you and I see Cliff Kingsbury. I see a guy <laughs> I who like spent that. his whole life being told he's awesome and oh. he can do whatever, and he's just been propped up by the quarterbacks around him. I think you're hanging out with the young people. You got that youthful exuberance. No shot you could do 35. I want to get back to your 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 hate for <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury here. I mean, there, there's a lot of people that are excited about the commanders bringing him into the offense coordinator. You are not that guy. I'm not that guy. I, look, I like taking a swing. I would have loved Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was my guy. I was very much on record as saying that. I just, I don't. Cliff Kingsbury, when he won, won with tempo, won with changing up the pace. You can't sustain that for 17 games in the NFL. Um, I'm very intrigued by the Caleb Williams talk, right? He worked with Caleb Williams. Is he going to, you know, are they going to try to trade up? They've got inside information, all that good stuff. Um, I don't think they will. I, I wouldn't bother me if they did, though. If they, if they love Caleb Williams, Go get your guy. Now, here's my reason for why I'm in on Cliff Kingsbury. Right? I, I made the point earlier on your show, he's not the head coach anymore. I think that was the part of it. He's not a leader of men guy, right? He's a cool, too cool for school guy, good-looking guy that, that, you know, I read an article last night. He gets to the facilities at 4 a.m. He studies the tape. He is a, a brilliant offensive mind that's going to try to work the X's and O's and schemes you know, with this air rating attack, being able to throw it to three or four receivers. I read, man, this is a guy that could help out Antonio Gibson or Brian Robinson's game with the way he throws it to the backs uh, out of the backfield there. The thing is, is that Cliff Kingsbury was also wanted by the Oakland Raiders, the Vegas Raiders. There's, there are other teams out there that were interested in him. It's not like Washington just picked up, picked up the phone and said, Hey, Cliff, I know you're not getting any other calls, but why don't you come here to D.C.? This is a guy that was wanted around the league. This is the groupthink problem of the NFL, right? Like, everybody wants him, so he must be great. I, I, I just... I, I am going to choose to use my own mind and my own observation. Like, right, because I posted on Twitter, like, I'm, I'm against this. Everybody, what do you mean? This is the prize. Everybody wants him. He was great. Um, everybody loved him in Arizona. Everybody loved him at Texas Tech. Everybody loved him at Texas A&M. Great. Like, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. I'm trying to win football games here. I, this is what I put on Twitter on Saturday. I feel like I'm missing something here. I feel like I'm taking crazy I pills. Could say I, I feel like I'm missing something with while you're all in on Chip Kelly. Right? Chip Kelly changed the NFL. Chip Kelly. And then failed multiple times. Chip Kelly got a little full of himself and tried to change everything inside that entire organization and bit off more than he could chew, and the players revolted against him. That's a guy I'm giving a second chance to because the failings were not X's and O's with Chip Kelly. By all accounts, people enjoy playing for, for Cliff Kingsbury, and this is the polar opposite in a lot of ways of Eric Bieniemy. I I can't <laughs> believe I went two hours without saying Eric Bieniemy's name once because I think he's a big part of this, right? They went... Not only not Eric Bieniemy, but like Bizarro Eric Bieniemy, <laughs> opposite of Eric Bieniemy for this opening. I think that says something too. I think that says, you know, this goes with the Adam Peters, Josh Harris playbook. We want this to be a place people want to play. Yeah, people want to play for Cliff Kingsbury. Look at all the talent. Not Michael that, Phillips though. Look at all the talent. <laughs> I. I I would rather play for Cliff than Eric Bieniemy because only one of the two is going to make me come in, you know, and, and, and work and grind for training camp as long as they here's, do, right? Here's what I think you're missing, though. Or maybe you're just looking right past it and you're just saying Cliff's not the guy. That's fine. But Washington wanted to do this last year, I feel like, and they failed because they didn't have the GM in place. Now everybody can solely focus on their job. And if you do your job correctly, this can be a winning organization. Adam Peters will scout and draft. 
Dan Quinn will lead the team. Cliff only focuses on offense. Witt only focuses on defense. If the defense is improved from last year, the offense is improved from last year, this is a team that should be able to win some games, even with the exact same roster. We didn't have that last year because Ron was trying to control everything. Everything. He was the commander-in-chief. That was the problem with the order of operations. At least we're following the right steps here. You go from hire the GM who hires the head coach. The head coach picks out the OC and the DC and lets them focus on their side of the ball. I want to say this once, and I want to say this very clearly, and I want to tell Stubb to clip this at 12.22 p.m. on Monday, February 5th. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is any good at coaching offenses. That's the problem. <laughs> we're talking about all this other stuff, and we're just assuming Cliff Kingsbury is this offensive genius. I don't think he is. I think I'm. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Everybody, he can drop a great play. He's a great offensive mastermind. Show me the proof. Show me the proof. Well, he, he's, he he's, had Kyler Murray, and he finished top 10. He had Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and he got great numbers. Give me a break. I Let me go harder with this, because I would like to go harder with this for a moment. I don't think he's better at X's and O's and organizing an offense than Eric Bieniemy is. He's credited with helping quarterbacks such as Johnny Manziel, Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and now Caleb Williams. He has coached all those people. I agree with you. Yes, because he's in a room so with are you them, saying he's responsible that, Do you think them? Adam Peters made a mistake here? Adam Peters that you're talking about is the great GM. Washington got the number one guy that they wanted. Everybody wanted him, and now you're telling me his first hire is a mistake? Kingsbury? Yeah. That's Dan Quinn's hire. You don't think that Peters had that in any conversation? Peters just said, hey, Dan, hire whoever you want? It's collaborative, but they, they let Dan Quinn pick his assistants. That, that, was, part, that was part of the thing. That was part of the bit. Yeah. I, I think that they were in on this conversation. I think that they believe that he's the right guy. I'm a little concerned if Adam Peters is picking coordinators. Uh, that, that if, if that happened, and I, I'm not saying that happened, I'm, if that happened, I'm a little concerned about what's happening in the building because of everything you just said. I want Adam Peters making the best possible move with his six draft picks in the top 102. I want him doing the right thing at number two. I don't want him on that side of the building like that. That that scares me if that is happening. I think this is a Dan Quinn production, though. I think Dan Quinn did as well as he could have done with the hire, getting a respected guy who's going to help create the culture he wants to create. He's respected around NFL circles, just not you. Not by you. Kingsbury. Yes. Kingsbury is incredibly respected. I don't get it. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I don't get it. And that's what I'm saying is I don't get why you're, you can hate a guy that is circled around the league as a guy that is an up-and-coming offensive mind. I think everybody loves him because everybody else loves him. I, I, don't, I think if, if these people had stopped and watched 10 minutes of game tape, I, I think they would have a different you're, opinion. You're fully convinced that he has just failed upwards. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I Look at look at the talent he's worked with and the results he's gotten from them. People are like you know he had that great seven game stretch with Kyler Murray in Arizona, and I am not here to dispute that in any way. What he did that off season, getting Kyler ready to go, maximizing his talents was fantastic. How long's the NFL season, Adam? Uh, just check it. Eighteen weeks, seventeen games. Oops, oops. You got to adjust. You got to be ready to like the defensive coaching talent in this league will not let you be a one-note guy, a one-trick guy. 
that's the challenge. He will have to find a way to sustain success over 17 weeks. There is nothing in his career that has indicated he's been able so to do So you that. believe that Washington hired Dan Quinn, and now what's going to happen is the offense is not going to be better, and they're going to blow out Kingsbury in the next few years and be searching for another offensive coordinator. Well, I'd, so much of it depends on the quarterback at number two, though, right? Like, Cliff had success with Kyler. He had success with Mahomes. If you hit on the quarterback, he will look good. Uh, that, that is the reality of life, right? Like, uh, that's, why the, that's why the Adam Peters hire was the most important. If you hit at number two overall, a lot of your problems go away very quickly. Let's say that they trade back and run it back with Sam Howell. Does Kingsbury improve Sam Howell? I would argue yes. And I would argue no. Yeah, that, that's, that's the core of the wow. argument okay. here. I, would, I think Kingsbury can work with what he's got. I've, I've yet to see compelling evidence that he has elevated anybody along the way. Well, there are several NFL players who believe in Cliff Kingsbury. Patrick Mahomes is one of them. He spoke about Kingsbury and how he helped him at Texas Tech. We'll play that clip after this quick commercial break. How, how does Patrick feel about Eric Bieniemy? Was he big on Eric Bieniemy? He was big on Eric Bieniemy. Just checking. I, I don't think that Eric Bieniemy was that terrible this year. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody's treating the like like it's a new day. Like the Eric Bieniemy was good. Cliff I think Kingsbury you're you're good. still pissed that they didn't get Ben Johnson. That's what it comes down to. I'm not pissed they didn't get Ben Johnson. I'm. It, it, you're talking like this is the second coming of like Sean McVay. I don't think Kingsbury is factually, statistically any better than Eric Bieniemy in his in, in his career and in what he's done. Like any argument you can make against Eric Bieniemy, uh, it's is an argument against Cliff Kingsbury too. Any argument you can make for Eric Bieniemy is an argument you can make for Cliff Kingsbury too. Not wrong about that. That's you're, all. You're not wrong about but that. But I know I know you're an EB guy, so so that you know um, that that that's that. Yeah. I'm just look. I I I believe that they got the hire right. And I like how everyone's in place to do their job and focus on their thing. I think a big part of Cliff's issues with Texas Tech and then with the Arizona Cardinals was he was not ready to be the head coach. I think you could argue Ben Johnson was not ready to be the head coach either. Uh, I, I you the way the Ben Johnson fallout has gone, Ben Johnson was not ready to be a head coach. The sure. way the way he texted them on the plane, the way this whole thing has been a mud fight ever since. That's not head coach material. I do agree with you on You're that. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM broadcasting live from Radio Row here in Vegas. It is the Bud Light Big Game Week. Uh, Michael Phillips giving his strong take on Cliff Kingsbury does not want him to be the guy. I think, look, I, I think I made it very clear. Part of the reason that I'm all in on Cliff Kingsbury is because it's already created this rumor storm on social media about Caleb Williams coming to Washington. And I've made it very clear. I believe Caleb Williams is the home run draft pick of this year's quarterback class. So if Cliff Kingsbury is going to help you make the decision to move up to get Caleb Williams and then team those guys back up with each other, I think that's a home run hire right there. As earlier this week, it was announced, last week it was announced Dan Quinn was hired, and then yesterday it was announced Cliff Kingsbury will be hired as the team's next OC. And I'm reacting to that, and I believe that this is a commander's team here that's building an organization the right way, and that's what I wanted us to do this offseason. I just wanted us to build it the right way, following the correct order of operations that makes NFL organizations successful. You hire your GM, Adam Peters. Home run hire. The right guy for the job, up-and-coming assistant GM that is ready for this opportunity in Washington. 
what's next? You interview plenty of head coaching candidates. Now, you may not have gotten your number one choice. We will find out over the next few weeks here, and maybe even later today, as Josh Harris takes the podium, uh, we expect with Dan Quinn at 2.30, we'll air it here on 910 The Fan. But they might not have gotten their not top choice at head coach, right? I think they wanted Ben Johnson. They didn't get him, but they got a top choice around NFL circles, a proven winner. Yes, a retread, but one who certainly deserves another opportunity because this is a teacher. He's a great coach who can really coach up the defensive side of the ball. And I told you guys, I strongly believe the quickest way to being competitive in the NFL is to having a great defense. Check that off the board, right? Next was Dan Quinn hiring his offensive and defensive coordinators based on his connections. And a lot of people that believe in Dan Quinn are rooting for him to succeed And that leads him to having this great circle of connections that ends up bringing in Cliff Kingsbury. And everybody told me Cliff is a quarterback whisperer. Will he be successful in Washington this season? We don't know. But I do know that he has a track record of training young quarterbacks. And that's perfect, right? You didn't get the offensive-minded coach that many wanted in Ben Johnson. But you may have gotten the best offensive coordinator candidate on the market. A former head coach makes him fully qualified from his time in Arizona. And he comes in with a lot of experience, both at the college and the NFL level. And I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. That's another thing about this hire that I like. A lot of people say, oh, well, the problem is when you get a Dan Quinn, if your offense becomes successful, your OC will then be given a head coaching opportunity. I don't think Kingsbury is getting another head coaching opportunity for a few years, which would hopefully line up for him to build with this young quarterback that the commanders draft, train him, get him going, and then you can move on. And by that time, hopefully, we have another guy waiting in the wing as the commanders hire Cliff Kingsbury, and then Joe Witt comes in as the defensive coordinator. We all know Cliff from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, It was announced yesterday from Peter Schrager of NFL Network reporting that he has taken the job here in Washington. And look, May not have had the best record in Arizona, 28-37-1 throughout that time there. But he was already expected to join the Raiders as their offense coordinator earlier this week. So it's not like they pulled this candidate out of thin air and said, oh, yeah, we're going to pluck you from USC and you're going to come here to Washington. This is a guy that was going to get an NFL job either this season or next season. He comes to Washington. Obviously, there's going to be their challenges. I think he's going to like working with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. The question mark? Is the quarterback position. I mean, we saw how badly Sam Howell faded during the stretch of the season. Ended up leading the NFL with 21 interceptions. Well, that's a fifth-round draft pick right there. Now the Commanders are going to have number two overall pick in this draft to address the quarterback situation. Jahan Dotson chimed in on social media. He said it's super tough, loves the hire of Cliff Kingsbury. Brian Robinson posted three fire emojis. I think Cliff could unlock Brian Robinson's ability to be a dual-threat running back. This season we saw a lot of Brian Robinson catching the ball out of the backfield, not as much running it between the tackles. That's what I hope Kingsbury should be able to do. And then you even had USC Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams saying a strong congratulations to Cliff on Instagram as Cliff spent the past season with Caleb at USC. And that's why I mentioned the rumors of Caleb Williams to D.C. are on fire right now. And that is why I'm all in on this hire. Because I've been saying I'm a Caleb guy. Michael, I'm a Caleb guy. I'm all in on Caleb. If Cliff gets you Caleb, if Cliff gives Peters the confidence to move up and trade Caleb, 
then I've gotten exactly what I wanted this offseason. How far would you go to trade up for Caleb? How, like not RG three level. That's what I'm wondering. Like if, if the bear the Bears are going to have a lot of offers. If the Bears want two first rounders next the next two years, like if if they want to swap to two and another first rounder and another one, that might be too much. That's too much. That, that's too much. That that's RG three level. Yeah, look, one uh, you'll give away next year's first rounder. Yes, but that's for Adam Peters to figure out here. He's he's has a track record of trading back in the draft. Yes, he could trade up as well. That's why I like this whole situation. I'm going back to my same opinion. Everybody can do their job. Peters is in charge of the draft. If he hits the home run in the draft, to me, that's moving up to one and getting Caleb Williams, pairing him with your OC, letting your head coach focus his attention to being a leader and the defensive side of the ball. That needs to improve. And needs to improve the most. I mean, I really believe that Dan Quinn can make sure we improve defensively and then offensively. It's up to it's up to Cliff to create some good-looking plays here. And like I said, he's been cited with helping Case Keenum, Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and now Caleb Williams. I'd l- I want to ask Patrick Mahomes, who's more responsible for your success, success Kingsbury or Bieniemy? That's just, a great question. Just feels like we 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 tried out the Patrick Mahomes quotes a lot. I would love like and he'd never do it, but I would love like a head to head like here's who like really really helped me the most. really helped me the most, right? Yeah. So well, let's like- hear from Patrick Mahomes, the Super Bowl winning quarterback, who will be here in Vegas. Uh, he's already here in Vegas. the The plane has landed, but here is Patrick Mahomes talking about Cliff Kingsbury. It's someone who's taught me a ton. He, he got me kind of out of high school where I was a baseball player trying to play football and basically trying to be on my own. You go, you're leaving the household and kind of being on your own, and he helped me become uh, who I am today. Was that your junior year? Were they sort of the first on board? They're, they're really the first and only because I, I didn't get recruited by, by much. I mean, I got a couple other offers uh, from uh, some smaller schools. They were the one school and I, I credit, credit to Kingsbury. He was the one that came down and saw me, talked to me. Things you can quantify, things you can point to to say, here's how he helped me. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you see with a lot of young quarterbacks is whenever they get to a coach, they kind of try to restrict them and kind of make them be this model of how, how the quarterback position is supposed to be played. And I think he was early in the game of just saying, hey, let's let's maximize your strengths. He would teach me here and there how to kind of be more mechanical and get in the pocket and the fundamentals of the game. But he didn't. He never restricted who I was. But it, it was something where I could have went somewhere and they could have tried to make me this pocket quarterback. He let me be who I was kind of on and off the field, and it helped me become the player that I am. So Kingsbury picked out Patrick Mahomes from high school, turns him into the quarterback, that we all know him to become here with Kansas City. I like how Kingsbury has experience working with these dual-threat quarterbacks, and that's most likely who commanders are going to draft. If they move up for Caleb Williams or if they sit there at two, I think there's a stronger chance that it's Jane Daniels than a Drake May. Completely agree, and you know I'm a big Jane Daniels guy, and I, I love – right, I, I think you need a quarterback like that in the modern NFL. If you're going to get a Drake May, and this isn't a judgment on him, you have to be spectacular. If yeah. you're going to be that style of guy, Justin Herbert style, right? Justin Herbert's the if you're going to be a Justin Herbert guy, you've got to be spectacular to make it in the NFL. Because even Justin Herbert, like, spectacular. But the ability to move, the ability to extend plays, that's just that's crucial in the NFL right now. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, always available on the go 
with the free Odyssey app. Download it today for free. Just search 910 The Fan to hear the sports junkies from 6 to 10. MP on the mic from 10 to noon. I'm 12 to 3 before I hand it off to Grant and Danny from Washington, D.C. The Odyssey app is the best app out there for music, play-by-play, or sports talk. It gives you the ability to pause the show, rewind, run some errands, pick up right where you left off. We're broadcasting live from Radio Row here in Vegas for the Bud Light Big game week. Michael Phillips with us here, and uh, we've got some bets to get to here. And in case you missed it, a couple months ago we made a bet on whether or not Ron Rivera would be able to improve the defense. I I was very confident in the bet because I said initially – I am so confident that Jack Del Rio, as dumb as I think he is, is a better defense coordinator than Ron Rivera. Your argument was, well, they can't get any worse. I think we've quite well established that I was wrong. Um, (laughs) I'd like to point out that as we get ready for the payoff of the bet, Inside Edition, you know Inside Edition, one of those like Entertainment Tonight style shows in the evenings, is filming just to your right here, and they're doing like a live shot. Oh, we're going to be in the back of it. Well, you're going to be in the background looking like a normal radio host. I hope tonight on Inside Edition, I'm doing push-ups in the background of their shop. It would the be it would be a great bit. That so would be the, the the capper of this whole 50 thing. Fifty push-ups were on the line. Neil Greenberg, the stats geek, was our lawyer. What? No, he was our he was Ju- our judge. He was our, our judge. The arbiter. And uh, he came down with the case that Michael Phelps owes us push-ups. So, do we have that push-up sounder, Stub? We'll now begin the push-up section. Ready? Begin. <laughs> You want to go? Is that it? You want me to go? Hell, I'd love to go. You want to go? Everything is about winning. Three, two, and showtime. Michael, so what is your number that you are assuming that you will be able to do? I, 50, is the, 50 is the bet or do until you pass out. Well, my plan is I'm, I'm going to do as many as I can do. I, I will give you my max effort. Yeah. I am anticipating I will fade in the 30 to 40 range, okay. uh, probably on the, the earlier end of that. Um, I'd love to get to 35 because you think you can do 35, so i just love to put that put that in the book. <laughs> um, at that you point, really believe I can't do 35? No shot. Um, <laughs> I'm not even hesitating. And, and just, here's the thing. You can talk all the smack you want. I'm not going to do the 35 because I won the bet. So, so I don't need to. So I don't need to get on my hands and knees like you. <laughs> once, once I tap out, I'll, I'll give myself a second, take a breather, come back. I'm giving you 50. Yeah. Uh, it's, I did not promise 50 consecutive. Right. But we're not going off air till I give you 50. I love that. Yeah. All right. We will go through the commercials. Before you get ready to do yeah. your push-ups, though, I want to hear from Max Scholga. Yeah. The leading scorer of the VCU Rams had 15 points, 5 rebounds in the win against Richmond. Robbie Robinson actually knew about the push-up bet, I'm sure, because he asked Scholga on the spot how many he thinks he could do. Let's so take good. a listen. Pure, healthy, 100%. How many straight push-ups can you do? Um, like if I just said, hey, here we go, right here, straight push-ups. Like how many can you knock out straight in a row, pure, without um, any, you know, any any shoulder right. stress? What, you, what, like, like what, would you, what would you throw down? What would you say, I can do this many? Like probably like 60, 60 to 70. It's a lot of push-ups. Yeah, yeah. 60, is, that, yeah. is that tops on the team? Yeah, uh, I don't, I'm not sure. But it's just I, I'm saying that because I did it one time when I was in high school. Okay. W- me with one of my roommates. Uh, we were like, let, let's see how many push-ups in a row we can do without stopping. Yeah. And I think I did like 65 or something like that, or like 66. Max Scholga was able to do 65 push-ups. Michael Phillips consecutive. live consecutive. from Radio Row consecutive. is going to attempt to do 50 push-ups here as we provide the play-by-play. Michael is going to keep the headset you were born, in the area. You were born for this moment. I'm going to set the headset down so you'll you'll hear me 
I guess grunting. There's no delicate way to put this. Oh, yeah. This. Yeah, let's turn there, up the grunts, there will actually. Be, there will be grunting. Let's make it a little louder. Yeah, for the audience. All right, Michael Phillips uh, down to his hands and knees right here. Uh, he is wearing a nice button-up blue shirt here, um, some khakis. Guy looks good in khakis. And uh, here we go. Let's begin right, let's the push-up test here. Stubb, I, I don't think he's going to be – oh, that's interesting form there. That's about three. Good good form? See, this is – this is a this now, is not the best the form, here. but you know, I got I got to get away. I'm from counting it. it. It's passable right. form. Is that good? Am I better now? Uh, yep, yep. Okay, 12. 10. Okay. 13. He is killing it 14. speed-wise. He is actually killing it. I, I can see the back of his neck is getting very red right oh, now. Yeah. That's a red neck right there, I, Michael Phillips yeah, on the fan. Uh 23, 24, 25. Wow. And counting. That's more than I can and do. Is, I already know that. <laughs> he is hitting 30 here without losing. Uh-oh, there's a bit of a pause there. 32, 33, 34. He is really running out of gas. 35, and he's going to take a break. 36, 37. That butt is staying high in the air here as he's doing 50 push-ups. Uh-oh. Oh, he's on to the one knee here at 38. Is that the tap out? Well, I'm coming back. Let me tell you. Here, answer this question right now. How bad do your pecs hurt right now? I'm so red right now. Yeah. I don't feel it now. I will feel it later. Yeah. Yeah. Ask me in an hour. All right. One more? Yep. One. Two. Three. Uh oh! Oh no, he's down. He's down at thirty-nine right here. Oh, uh, uh, we got one more to get arms. to forty. Can we get oh, to yeah. forty? He's at forty, ladies and gentlemen. He's at forty-one. He's at forty-two. Okay. And and it looks like he's All he's right. gonna pause here. Why don't you just take a breather here? All you right. want a sip of water, Michael? What do you need? I would love a, yeah, that'd be great. A sip of water here. All yep. Right. Yeah, we got your Aquafina yeah. on the other side here. There you go. There you go. Now let me just just describe the way you look here. He looks like he ran a marathon. Uh, his hair still looks good. Face is completely red. Right. Yeah. Seven left. Seven left. One, One two, two, three, four, five. Uh oh. Oh, that, I don't know if I'm counting that one. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, one. And that's it. And that's 50 right there from Michael Phillips. Hey, there we go. And I'll tell you, I'm Woo. impressed. And I, I, I didn't oh, think boy. that they would bring me that much joy, Woo. but I really loved watching that. Uh, that was, that was, that was entertaining. Feats of strength, baby. All right, so 38 consecutive, and then I polished it off after that. Yeah, you uh, do look like you're about to cry right now. Like, no, wow, your eyes are watering sleep, up. Sleep, sleep is. I'm oh. about to sleep. No, oh, you think you're gonna just pass out? Just pass out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would be easier, the 50, or like running the 10k, just running consecutively? Oh, probably the 50. <sighs> I don't know. You think you could run? I can't run a 10K right now, but I also can't do 50 push-ups right now. Yeah, no, uh, very clear you can't do 50 push-ups. No. But you did 38 consecutive. I'm not mad. I'm not bad about – that was better than the effort the commander's defense gave me in the yeah. bet. So you know what? I, I feel like I paid better than they did. How bad are your wrists hurting right now? Because uh, that's a, the sneaky part of push-ups. Sometimes it really does hurt your wrist. Yeah, and you saw I went pretty wide on yeah. the form there out of the gate, tried to bring it in a little bit. That was, you know, maybe have a little bit different arm placement. Um, what's this muscle right here? I don't know what these muscles are. Is that the bicep? No, that's – could be a bicep thing. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one that's really hurting. That's what I'd say. And we don't do this often. This is not a thing we do normally. Let me, let me say something. Put, punch me in the hand here. See if you've still got that. Oh, you don't have Wait. much. Yeah, let me see if you can really. Oh, can you really swing right now, though, or is it hurting? <laughs> I feel it. I feel that it when I do. It looks like it hurts. I feel it when I do, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I. yeah, you were correct to toss 49, but we redid it. We redid it. We redid it. Got to 50. Now, yeah. 
we might have to come Woo. up with a bet for, for Cliff <sighs> Kingsbury here because okay. we are on the opposite sides of the spectrum with Cliff let, Kingsbury. You believe he's going to fail, it seems like. Yeah, let, let me tell you who, who could do 50. Yeah. Cliff. Okay. Hey, yeah. Cliff could do 50. Yeah. He, he could crank But he can't design it. a high-powered offense here to win in an NFC East. Um. Look, we got so much excitement between now and the draft. We're going to see who the quarterback is. We're going to see what he brings. Um, I, I, you know, if they go get Caleb, there's going to be a ton of juice around this team. Yeah. Same as his teams with Kyler Murray. Um, I, I think this could be a real exciting, uh, you know, spring into the into the summer. Training camp's going to have so much juice, assuming they pick a quarterback. If they run it back with Sam Howell, there's less juice. But I think they're going to take a quarterback. You just signed a two-year contract here at nine ten. Yeah, I did. Fan. Will Cliff Kingsbury still be in Washington in two years? Oh, I love that question. That's really I think good. that's the long sweat we do here. Uh, he will coach two years in Washington for sure. Uh, is he invited back for year three? Wow, it's a three-year contract, so you're guaranteed two, essentially. Yeah. I love that, and I'm going to think on that. All we right. got all week here. we got 25 hours we live do. from Radio Row Bud Light Big Game Week. My guy at Derby Bill, he said, do they have Bud Lights at the Sportsbook? Did I have a Bud Light at the Sportsbook? You did book? have a Bud Light at the Sportsbook. Ah, I'm up for whatever. Yeah. No, we had a ton of fun at the Sportsbook. Just kind of, you know, I'm you, still getting used to the fact that in Vegas, like, the NBA games start early. <laughs> you know, all the sporting events are over by, like, 9 p.m., and it's throwing me off here. You know what I respect so much? Um, the the people who ran the Sportsbook over at Mandalay where I'm staying, they put the NBA live on the big screen yeah. and relegated the Pro Bowl to a tiny screen. <laughs> that was just such a good play. Did I you do you that. know who won the Pro Bowl? I don't care. <laughs> I don't either. No. It was no, the I don't NFC. Know who won the Pro That's Bowl. not what I'm here for. Not here for this. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. Uh, tweet him at Michael P in RVA. Let, let's give him a round of applause. Congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank you, the thank bet you. is through here. The you have completed hey, the 50 push-ups. Uh, what was worse, the 50 push-ups or the shot at Tabasco last week? Uh, the worst was having to watch the Washington Commanders defense for the last eight weeks <laughs> of the year. <laughs> and rooting for them to have success. I'd take Tabasco every, every day of the week <laughs> over having to watch that garbage. That's MP on the mic. I'm Adam Epstein. We've got the Richmond Commander coming up next.